The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 161 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. A truly unique web series is incorporating sketch comedy into the classic television sitcom, and the great news, it's getting done by local filmmakers here in Oklahoma City. If you haven't heard about it yet, you need to. It's called 59th and 60th, and here to talk about it are Colin Ray and Attila Balage. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> now you know. Okay, first off, yes, 59th and 60th. Uh, I know it's been around for a while, but I I just now discovered it and thought it was phenomenal. Um, tell me a little bit about that because we're going to talk about other things as well. But I want to hear about that first. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, let's go chronologically. <laughs> well, well, it all started with uh, I I love making these like parody commercials, mm-hmm. and so I'd come up with a few of them, and then Colin Ryan and I were like, talking about. Uh, putting up a show together and this concept of some people who like us trying to make it in the crazy world of media and uh, film and video, but with a twist, it's not exactly in our world. It's changed and that's explained through those parody commercials yeah. that are intertwined with the uh, sitcom. Which really makes it also that, that as the sketch comedy, that, right. that, that kind of, this isn't quite our normal world. Things are a little bit different, basically. Yeah. As, as in not on fire. <laughs> That's right. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> well, maybe a little. <laughs> on fire in a different, different fire. way. Different but nice, in- nice. Different interestingly, fire. Uh, the character that I play is kind of like this straight man in it. I kind of, uh, <laughs> yes. I, I liken his um, character to uh, Jim from The Office. Oh, like, yeah. there's all this chaos happening and he's really the most kind of our world he's the person the warm he's, little center you know, it, it it radiates yeah. yeah gotcha yeah, <laughs> yeah and i i just love the 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 fun you know of course again it was three years ago um and every time i see it it's like you guys were talking about hopefully making some more uh and how would that happen because i know it's been three years and we've we all age Oh, all right, change. right. Yeah, a lot's changed. Like one of the actors in the film is my uh, ex-wife. So oh. <laughs> that yes. would be funny. Well, I think a little bit changed. of a recast. But, we could uh, we could do right. like a we. This is the first time we've actually talked about it. But right. like maybe we Rest could do like three years later, and things are total. You know, things are different. Car- cast has changed. Yeah. You know, yeah. like <laughs> where are they alien. now? You know? Right. Well, you could just do it like soap operas do it. Just throw someone new in it. Totally. They'll never notice. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Retcon. Yeah. They'll never know. Oh, wow. We'd have to do that with one of the dogs, too. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Very sad. Yeah. That makes me way more sad. What, what, what inspired you to do it? You were just doing the, the commercial and you decided to write something together? Because it's, I mean, the, the, the first episode of the pilot's like, what, it's about an hour? It, it, it's 20, 20 minutes, 22 okay. minutes. Yeah. yeah, just like a, imagine a traditional 30-minute right. 30 30 30 minute, yeah, right. right. show. And so I guess what inspired it was that 
I believe that the best way to make and learn is to make and learn and make mistakes, yeah. you know? And, you know, looking back at that, I mean, there were a lot of things like, gosh, I wish we had had more people when you're we making that. Yeah. Right. I, holy crap. We had <laughs> zero budget. I mean, mm -hmm. we just did this because we wanted to make something. And, uh, you know, Attila had some equipment. I had some equipment. We just used our friends, cast our friends, Love people it. we knew. Uh, you know, interestingly, it's it somehow works to have two camera operators that are also actors. So like mm -hmm. we're framing each other, we're, you know, rolling camera when, you know, the, you know, we'll set the, the, the mark where I'm going to stand and it's an over the shoulder, over my shoulder on Attila. Like I'm setting up his shot. I'm mm -hmm. standing where I'm supposed to be like it, you know, it was kind of fun, you know, guerrilla filmmaking, right. You know, where we're just, uh, just, making it work somehow and if we had had more people mm. if we had had or know, more money or, or, or more yeah. money or whatever yeah. you know you know but we we made it work with what we had and that's that's what's great about uh you know collaborating is that you know if you if you have a um an a concept and you follow it through to to completion and you know the the journey was really fun so um you know i definitely want to make more of these mm -hmm. um and you know uh there was just a lot of really fun moments on set like um the uh theme music uh, we were in my studio and uh johnny bolin was just messing around on the keyboard that's there there's just a random keyboard there he's a musician so he's playing and i had my clarinet mm -hmm. and uh i start you know jamming with him and until it's like wait 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 that's that's pretty cool we maybe we can use that because right. and we yeah. can do like a couple times on that sort of measure just like oh yeah if yeah. With, the, with, the, with the clarinet yeah. Uh, yes yeah so so it, it attila also as a writer i think uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he um, kind of pulls from real life, you know, like I'm a clarinetist, so my teach my my character taught a clarinet lesson mm -hmm. in, you know, has a student. Um, and so there's that motif of the squeaky clarinet throughout, and there's, um, you know, I think you were pulling from life, which is, right. you know, really makes for some good art, in my opinion. Well, the three sources that are there. I mean, like, for example, we, we tore up the studio to make it look like we made a really bad mistake. Or, well, technically you, because right. you know, well, <laughs> you'll have to watch it to find out more. Um, but the fact is, you know, we just just taking what you have. Uh, I think it was Robert Rodriguez said, if you have a turtle, then use the turtle. Yeah. Like, you know, just use what you have. And, I mean, I do that with all of my writing right now. And... If I learn something new at a job, you just kind of take that new skill and it's just you just add value to the art that you're making. And I wouldn't even call it a, a direction as much as a like a feeling that you follow when you have when you're when you're going that pathway. It's like almost impro improvising with whatever life throws you. And so it's kind of going as you were filming it. So you would go, OK, hey, well, wait, let's try this. Let's add this into it to make it to make it work. Well, we had the script like, yeah, I mean, and like there were certain things modified. And in fact, like uh, it was interesting once we changed some things, I realized how tightly woven the script was it's like oh that doesn't quite work now oh, that wow, it didn't yeah. get it and it was but it was like that's what was available then and it seemed like such a good idea but and again like i was saying you always learn from those mistakes you yeah. make and uh and there is something like i 
is now three years later i love pre-production mm-hmm. i feel like every minute i spend in pre-production is 10 minutes i save on set oh sure and yeah. you know it's hard to see it that way when you are pre-producing and for any filmmaker out there like seriously just take your time and make sure that everything's awesome because when you do then you get on set and you even have more of the good moments you have like when everything's going smoothly and then it's like oh something's not and you can take all of your resources and ingenuity to solving one little problem Mm -hmm. and make it even better than it was in the first place that's fantastic yeah and and how long did it take to to film the the, the thing i think we did in like a month it was like, so like two six months? weeks in Something the like can that. mm-hmm. six weeks that's all that's 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 yeah unfortunately people don't realize how long it takes to film something yeah. I, it's just i i think i worked on a, a just a five minute production when i was living in in colorado and i it took us 16 hours just to do a little five minute piece because mm-hmm. it's just, people don't realize how long you have to film to get just the shortest just, amount of things. Just the thing, it's right. People are like, oh, why can't the next movie come out? It's like, <laughs> it doesn't just happen. Right, right. and, you know, uh, I, at the time, was working, uh, you know, at OU. I had mm-hmm. a job, you know, I was, so. I was going to mention, um, yeah, I'm like, that's in your free time. Yeah, we're right. doing all of this, <laughs> like, outside of our day jobs, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so... Yeah, and like right now, I have like three jobs. I have a full time job. I work yeah. at a dispensary in in uh, Norman on Main Street. It's called Green Love. Mm-hmm. You should nice. stop by if you have your medical card. Oh yes, um, and uh, and that's that's really exciting. I've only been doing it for a month. I mean, we've only had product for like a month. Yeah. I just it's, say, it's I've got, really I've got a friend who's, It's only who's been legal for six months. Oh so, yeah, right. And yeah. and we're really lucky here. It's so exciting, like uh, to be in Oklahoma right now in and. Like every day people are coming into the store and, you know, we got growers, processors, we got, you know, all these people who are, you know, serving the community and, and, uh, uh, helping people get the medicine that they need. And, um, yeah, I drove it's, by a place on May is you know MMJ here, and I'm like, I'm just been like, there's marijuana over there, legal marijuana in the yeah. state of Oklahoma. My sister lives in Denver, so like, this is not a new concept to me. But like it's so it's still so jarring. Like it's Oklahoma. The though. only thing well, that's it, more jarring is seeing liquor and wine is like beer and wine in like, the grocery store, stores. which actually took longer. I know yes. much than much. than yeah. like than cannabis. The, but, like, but it's what? so delightful. But I knew it be, actually like, when, when Denver down. did fall. I said it's it's a domino. It's going to oh, yeah. start happening. Oh, yeah. But even then, I was pretty sure Oklahoma, just like tattoos, we'd be Oklahoma would be the last one. We were right. the last one to get legalized tattoos. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's just a lot more in common uh, that we have, uh, you know, uh, with our neighbors than we realize sometimes. Yeah. You know, we're like, wow, hey, you know, uh, Oklahomans really wanted this to happen, and it happened, you know. Um, yeah. And we learned from uh, other states that legalized MMJ um and made some really smart decisions True. in writing the bill because uh, Arkansas legalized 2 years ago and their uh patients are not able to get product right now because really? it's all caught up in the red tape they oh. mm-hmm. it, so we put like these time limits mm-hmm. on uh various things um not, I don't know specifics but the time limits helped us actually start like serving people tar- yes. right in oklahoma already just in the past six months or actually four or three or four months just in licensing and, and everything and in marijuana sales in december 
has already pulled in $70,000. Yeah. The state itself has $70,000 in taxes. Wow. It's like, so everyone goes, oh, well, this is going to raise that much taxes. Like, well, it's, that's a couple of teachers. We're going to, yeah, no joke. You know, Colorado had to have two tax-free days, like, in the past year because they made too much money. Yes. I think that's what brought the rest of the people. Um, we're totally Yeah, like, as, soon as, as soon as the legislators, right. but, et cetera, <laughs> start seeing the dollar signs, the it's going to get signs, even better. Then that and, gets and, easier. I mean, we're going we're gonna to drive around on, like, paved roads without potholes it's gonna be yeah it's you gonna be really nice you are talking crazy potholes filled with pot who would have ever thought of that right right pot, pot for the potholes it's a byproduct mm-hmm. pot yeah. for the potholes so um, <laughs> oh someone needs to run that campaign I need to run I told that you until we go off on tangents we're oh yeah pot no. for the potholes um, I, I, I called it so, so the biggest thing is 59th and 60th was actually when I started when I looked at it I was like this is really cool that was just the tip of the iceberg that uh, it's all comes from Elephant Treehouse your production company uh, yeah. and talk to me about that okay uh elephant treehouse is a uh, pretty comprehensive uh, production company um it's worked with uh boiling point media this year and reckless abandonment doing like visual effects and special effects uh, helping along with some of the projects and then also in independent production we've got a short film called round which is a little sci-fi in the vein of black mirror about four minutes and it's a uh, Third place or better in the Berlin Flash Film Festival. We're wow, still awesome. waiting on some more announcements. Round of so applause. Round of around, applause. Round of applause that's for round. Awesome. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes. Um, we've got another short in the works called Windigo. Um, it's a 15-minute short that I wrote about the Native American legend, um, but it's about this circus group that brought it back in the past, and now it's like haunting this Midwestern town. And you had me oh, a circus. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I Loves, really... Yes. I, I love it. I love it um, a lot, mm, yeah. except I wanted to change the dynamic. And so in this case, we have like four girls and a boy that are going out into the woods. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really cool, like we're working on the special effects. There's so much involved in it, more than I thought there was, but it's looking really great. And um then on a, I've been working on this project called Badger Advice, and this is actually the first time I've ever announced that I'm doing this. What? I've been doing it for about a year, and it's on Instagram. It's animated, and it's uh, about a badger, a couple badgers that give badger advice. So it's <laughs> funny. It's supposed to be funny. You have me a badger. <laughs> Had, uh, and you, you, you work. You do. Do you work with the Oklahoma Film Society? Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just so we've uh, we just put on oh, the Oklahoma Film Festival, yeah, yeah. and. Um, yeah, we're I'm officed up. Uh, we're officed up at the uh, Paramount, just mm-hmm. across the street. Nice. Um, and so that's pretty cool. And that just happened in July, and uh, really, really exciting stuff with the Oklahoma Film Society. Like, oh, I cannot wait. But kind of my role in this is to. They've been doing all these screenings, and I'm trying to bring in that filmmaker aspect right. to it that will allow Oklahoma, because I see Oklahoma as not just the potential like with MMJ because yeah, we had all of these smart moves made. And I think the Oklahoma film and music board are making really smart moves yeah, they are. and bringing us up to par with places like Atlanta, LA and Austin. Mm-hmm. And we're in a great location for it. And I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons like I've decided to set roots here myself was because, I mean, I think like elephant tree house, you got to build the tree and then you branch out. But if mm-hmm. there's, we got to have it, we got to have trees here. Yeah. And Boiling Point Media is doing a great job. Reckless Abandonment Media is doing a great job. And, you know, I, 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 I'm inspired by all of these wonderful filmmakers that are here. Um, Planet Thunder, oh my gosh, oh, you're doing yeah. amazing things yeah, I've had them like, on our you know, Chapman's doing amazing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Vicky Reese, I mean, there's mm-hmm. just so many amazing filmmakers and like why, why go out seeking it somewhere else when it's like, the, it's abundant here. Yeah. And 
just like the patients who are craving medicine, like there are people here craving great film, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Has it been easier because of uh, the 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 equipment and such has gotten cheaper. So it's, and of course, special effects you can now do on your computer rather than having to have ILM come in and do something. Does that help out for the, for the local filmmaker? I think that it's kind of going to be, at first there was the impact I would call the DSLR revolution in 2007, where the Canon 5D Mark II comes out. We've got excellent depth of field, amazing Canon lenses, and people are putting magic lantern on it and just unlocking cinematic potential. But just sort of how like Breaking Bad had an impact that was really great on the storytelling aspect of television. I think there's going to be a reverse effect. At first, it's great. Then it's kind of like, oh, now there's just too much. Crap. Now everybody's there's, there's, doing there's, there's it. There's no filter. Right. Yeah. But the next step is, okay, it looks great. Everybody's got production value. We get it. Now story's important. Now right. tell stories. And I think that's kind of the phase that we're going to step into in the next 10 to 20 years in, our, uh, in the cinema industry as we do have the benefit of creating high production value at lower costs, story is going to become paramount. It's going to be what makes your thing unique. Right. You have story and style. Because everyone could do it. So yes. so you've got to create a story that is compelling and good and, and creates three-dimensional characters that are important and people care about. Yes. And that's my favorite part. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. it's, it's, it's. Story it's, it, analysis is like my jam. Because that's, that's exactly what it, it, it all boils down to is a good, good story and, and, and well run and, and great actors. And I think, you know, uh, Colin and I actually worked together at Oklahoma Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah. 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 Back in, I want to say 2010. Wasn't it also, no, it was, was 2011. 2011. And didn't, didn't we also that summer do uh, the Merry Wives of Windsor? Yes. Yeah. So you played Justice Shallow? No, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't in Mary Wives. No, you were I was in Mary just, Wives. I was only in um, uh, 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 Midsummer as a GS, and you were yes. doing Oberon. Yes. Um, no, no, that wasn't me. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't do Mary. Wives. The only thing I could do was Midsummer's, and I was like, I, I'd, I'd live for that show. I right. could do. I'd I love that. Just I do. I do fairy second fairy to the left. It's it's, just it's a, joyous. It's it's yeah. it's wonderful, and I love that company. Um, and you know that working at that summer actually uh, launched a four-year like tour that I did of like uh, theaters Local. working as a professional actor um, in awesome. mainly Shakespeare Company. As I went from Oklahoma Shakespeare in the Park to uh, to the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival, did a tour of Romeo and Juliet, and then I went from there to. Philadelphia Shakespeare Theater and did a school uh, inner city school five man Hamlet uh, for a while and then I went from there to the Roxy Regional Theater for a year and a half Um, the first production was The Winter's Tale and I did Leontes and then went on to do 22 roles and 11 productions there and then I went from there to the American Shakespeare Center in Stanton Virginia and did a national tour for a year. We did three plays in classical rota- rotating repertory, uh, The Merry Wives of Windsor, Othello, and King Henry IV Part One. And then we also did some residencies, like we did the winter season, did a Christmas carol, and uh, and then we did the spring season. Um, and I guess the reason why I brought up uh, Merry Wives is because I wanted to share this, this weird moment <laughs> Uh, that I had at Oklahoma Shakespeare in the Park before all this was set in motion. Before I went on stage for um, for Merry Wives, I was playing um, Sir Hugh. He's a priest mm-hmm. or like a minister. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a man of the cloth. And I'm, 
you know, it's like the third performance of this of this uh, show that that uh, that we were doing at the water stage, and um, I just before I went on stage had this weird moment, like out of body kind of feel, where I was like, I'm gonna do this for um, a really long time. Like, I'm gonna how many times am I gonna do this show? And it was weird. I went on stage. I did, you know I didn't mess up. I remember my lines, whatever. But it was just out of body and then that's then I ended up doing the same role in at the American Shakespeare Center <laughs> for a year and uh you know that premonition was right I was right I you know you were gonna I've, do, I've done it hundreds were. of times now yeah gonna keep doing it over and over again and that's what I say there's there's actors here there are really talented actors who have not moved off to LA and New York they are here and I love the fact that the film community uh, is is embracing them when you when you talk to, to Planet Thunder and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 all these different talk groups to the woods yeah uh, to the, our favorite the actors are astrophysicist here. who's also an actor. That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's pretty amazing, yes. I've, yeah, we have a lot of talent here, and we we do not need to, you know, outsource. Farm it out. You know yep. what I mean? And um, it, it, that's that's one of the the things that I – that I I mean I love Oklahoma and I, and I love Oklahomans and I love what we the art that we're making and you know as a professor at OU I see you know just classes of graduates at the the school you know they graduate and then they move away mm-hmm. and oh yeah you know and and you know I I, I want to see you know more people stay and yeah. and uh, contribute to the community that they are a part of. Um, you know, that's one thing that uh, the, Becky Switzer, my f- former agent uh, of Switzer Talent, which is no longer with with us, uh, rest in peace. Or you know, I mean, it's she she went on to focus on um, on uh, uh, dog rescue and and things like that. But uh, one of the things she she posts frequently online is. Um, you know, serve the community to which you are a part. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's really great. It's true. Yeah. And I think we can do that. We just need to be able to, people, we want to, people want to be able to make a living doing it. And yeah. that's, that's the, that, I think that's the hard part right now. Yeah. It is. But like you know, if, we, if we don't stay, <laughs> right. we can't, it, it's sort right. of like that whole it's thing. That if you catch. don't stay at the party, there's never going to be a party. It'll just right. be yeah. a constant recycling of people being like, oh, there's nothing going on here. Mm-hmm. And um, so and we have to have that first, you know, I think, and I, honestly, I said, I wouldn't say it's the first. I think we're well on our way. Mm-hmm. I think there are models I in agree. place right now that, uh, can be achieved like uh, how to distribute these films and and actually make money from it and then in addition to that the Oklahoma film rebate and in the way I think I, I really do believe it will grow into something much better yeah sure. unfortunately every time I every year I get ready for the legislative session and covering the, and somebody's always trying to get rid of the compete mm-hmm. with Canada Act and it's like dude you don't understand that that get that's that pays for itself yeah right that rebate pays for itself mm-hmm. in the number of outside groups that we can bring in here uh, mm-hmm. to film shows and ask any state out there who's doing it, they're making money. Yeah. Yeah. Fist. Talk to Georgia. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, seriously. We had to turn down, or the state of Oklahoma had to turn down a $20 million show because we didn't have, uh, one, the resources mm-hmm. that they needed immediately, but like also like $20 million, like mm-hmm. the entire Oklahoma film rebates taken up after one-fourth of that, which makes your rebate effectively like 
10% or 15%. It's, yeah. it's not worth it if you can go to Georgia and get unlimited rebates. They can Agreed. shop around and look for any place that looks like Oklahoma. I've, right. I've heard that we're, uh, from a representative at the Oklahoma Film and Music Office, that we're uh, almost a three-deep state, meaning that we can have three productions, serve three productions right. at mm-hmm. one time. Right. So, you know, I don't... Anything we can do to increase that, you know, uh, right. at at any point would be would be uh, great. I um, talk to your representative. Well, it people. is. It, well, the problem <laughs> the problem is it's it's you go. Well, we need to get rid of these these tax incentives because we can't. We're basically giving away money, and that one always is the first one on the table. It's like, but the only thing is that's the one that we know is making us money. Giving tax breaks to these oil companies. Because they always go, well, they'll stop drilling oil. And I'm like, no, they won't. <laughs> they are not going to drill for yeah, Oklahoma no. oil in any other state. Right. <laughs> they will drill right. for Oklahoma oil right here. Right. Whereas have we will have lower cost of living, families of lower, people yeah. leaving the state that yeah. I know personally because they depend on that. But yeah, right. the, the, film the truth is that there are film, in, there are filmmakers out there in, in L.A. and New York, and they're shopping for places. And one of the first things they're looking for is how do I make this film as cheaply as I possibly can? And one of those things is their tax rebates. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma offered a great one for the longest time, but it's been whittled away every year. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching it get whittled away. Yeah. And, and again, this year, I've, there's bills out there that basically say, end it right now. And, it, you know, and I'm like, and by the end of the fiscal year, I'm like, well, you do that and it's done. Right. You know, no, everything I mean, we've tried to do is and done. like half it, my family moves away, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, the idea of making a film that's even below the cost of what the rebate requires, which is very low. I think it's like $50,000. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a $50,000 or more budget, you can qualify for this rebate. Um, and don't quote me. I think right. that's right. I think that's but right, I think too. That's right. Uh, but uh, you, the idea of just making a film for less than that to make a film here, I think, is is part of what I hope more people start doing. More mm-hmm. filmmakers right. just just jump in, because if you don't if you don't make those mistakes, you'll never you'll never make it. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I, I I'm not. All, I love the fact there's local people doing local stuff. But when the national people come in, it allows the local people to go work for them exactly. because they hire. Lo- and again, the reason why this makes so much money in Oklahoma is it, they hire local talent. Right. And it gives you guys the, the experience that right. you need. I, yeah, I, we yeah. did that with uh, If Looks Could Kill or right. Stillwater. We, we were both nice. on crew for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. I've got... Um, this was before I, I, I went I went and did a couple... Uh, I'm an equity actor, an Actors' Equity Association. So that summer and into the, uh, the fall and winter, I did two productions of Million Dollar Quartet. But right before I did that... Uh, Attila and I, um, we were on crew for the, for, uh, if looks could kill, uh, which is, um, you know, probably streaming wherever you get movies Yeah, yeah. and, um, you were a, a camera operator for that uh, second assistant, second, second AC. Yeah. Yeah. So this was all, you know, 59th and 60th was, was before, you know, we've, we've, been honing our skills since since then so if you watch the episode and you know um see what see the quality that we've you know uh, created um we're 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 better we're better now you know we've, <laughs> we've we sharpened our skills uh, right? you know um so so how did you two meet all right uh, <laughs> can i answer this sure <laughs> okay so i think it was seventh grade no eighth, <gasps> eighth grade because I, I moved here in the eighth grade from portland so it had to be eighth. Okay, eighth grade. Eighth grade, uh, Alcott Middle School in Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, nice. We took a drama class with Mrs. Blake. Nah. And 
that the rest and of his history. And sparks flew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. It's like his dad what? was uh, working at Norman North. So our paths split for a little bit. Oh. You know, and so it's been kind of in and out for, it's been, it's cool. But That's he, awesome. Uh, Tell him went to Norman High and I, we lived in the Norman High district. Right. My family, but my dad was like, you know, no, you're going to be under my wing. At, Legacy. At, at Norman North, <laughs> which was, which was great. I had a wonderful experience at Norman North High School and, um, and uh, yeah, I would say that our paths kind of, you know, split for a while. And just like I, in and out. I don't know. We've just we just always kind of kept in contact. And mm-hmm. um, you know, this is kind of the benefit of uh, you know social media is like we yeah, can we can help. we can just connect with people. It is and a beautiful then, thing yeah. as far as keeping in touch for sure. So, did you guys go to college separately? And did, what did did you? Oh, I. I went to uh, bought a camera and learned how to make movies. Heck there you go. yeah! <laughs> That's all. I, I mean, it, you, yeah, I, I, I went I'm to not, DIY I'm, school. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, I, see, get I, I get it. I'm a I'm a big fan of going to college, but you don't necessarily need to. What oh, you need right. to do is you need to learn how to be a filmmaker, and yes. and that can be done uh, either On through film through films. film or watching film or just actually going out and doing it. Like you said, making the mistakes. Right. Yes. Right. Neither of us went to film school. It's the best mm-hmm. way We're just to learn we just decided mistakes. to do this. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Now did you uh you said that you've got other things going on. Yeah. What other things do you have going on? Uh well right now, like I mentioned Badger Advice, uh-huh. which is a little cartoon. Um then, that's on Instagram, right? That is on Instagram. What's where do people find that? Badger Advice. Badger Advice. Yeah, one word. And I mean it's I'm you'll, 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 you'll see. It's ridiculous. I'm so excited. Um but uh like <laughs> I'm like whipping it. I'm like getting it out now, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I do all the voices. So, like, one character, Georgie, is he's you know kind of a ladies' badger, and he (laughs) just tries to uh, let you know what's really going on. But then his uh, his brother Vinny is uh, just kind of stupid, and so they just give this little bit of advice from time to time. But they're going on these misadventures too. Because uh, that other brother, Cage, he's, he's kind of wiry, but he got burnt really bad. And so he's oh in the God. hospital right now. Um, oh. And he's got bandages, but we haven't talked about him since the last season. So I don't know. And then uh, <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of other meme characters that are also involved. So like Willy Wonka, spoiler alert, is going to get introduced <laughs> into the next episode. He's in prison. Of course he is. Um, yeah, the the prison where all the dead memes live. But anyway, <laughs> I'm giving away too much information. That was glorious. So, so there's that. Badger for, for, advice. Yeah. Badger, yeah. yeah. For, uh, for comedy. And then um, I've been working with uh, Tennille McAllister. She's a producer. She worked uh, with uh, Mickey Reese on Strike Dear Mistress, which if you yeah. haven't seen that, it's phenomenally like I, I i loved it it left me with so many questions and all that but we're working on a, a film called uh, psych meds and vodka which is uh, about a young woman who's dealing with addiction and also a psychiatric disorder that was misdiagnosed and it goes through a lot of motions and it's i really like visual storytelling mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of metaphor built into it and there's also a lot of uh there's a lot of social issues that aren't exactly easy to talk about. So, um, yeah. And so we're working on that. We'll be shooting that in May. Um, yeah, I think there used to be a time when, when basically the only way they could really talk about social issues was to try to do some kind of sci-fi type thing. Yeah. Well, you can really yeah. talk about social issues right now, straight out in front in, in independent film, yeah. because it's important that they be told it's harder to get that done on a national, you know, right. uh, try to get producers to come in and, and want to buy in on that. Cause that, 
I kind of, but you can do that on, on your sh- small budget independent films, which is so yeah. much better. Yep. And, and that's I mean, where the movement starts. Yeah. It, it's written, we've got a really cool aspect to it too. Like uh, I've been working with uh, Samantha McLeany of Evil Twin. They do art and she's going to help me design a graphic novel of the script. <gasps> Ooh. And wow. so uh, we're going to have that hopefully finished. I mean, the, the, the due date is the end of spring break. So um, April. And uh, it's going to just be another way to show the material. But it's been written for very small budget, single location. We've got a few other little locations that are out of it, but already nailed them down. So that'll be easy. And we're really excited about shooting it. It'll be the first feature film produced by Elephant Treehouse. Oh, that's um, fantastic. And there's another one that I can't talk at all about that we're filming (laughs) on weekends. And so... So exciting. So when people want to know, when to, want to, you know, follow your progress and everything, what's, what's the best way they can do that at the website or on um, social media or well, call you on the phone? Yeah, just, you just give me a call. Right, My phone so number is 405. Ask the Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I love social media and I use it a lot for like keeping in contact with mm-hmm. people, but I'm not the best at keeping it up to date on there. But it would be Facebook and Instagram would be the best ways to keep up with what we do have At going Elephant on. Elephant Treehouse. Elephant Treehouse. Okay. Yeah. And then there's ethfilms.com, but uh, that's, you know, it's just kind of like an online business card with a demo reel. It's, hey, you know, it's cool, but it works. Not like a magical place. It's not, it's not a treehouse. I'm so sorry. Right. Not, not yet. So not we yet. Do, <laughs> we do we have a Patreon had set up oh, yeah. for, Ooh, uh, see, that's what you for, need to talk about. For uh, 59th and 60th specifically but mm-hmm. um um that funnel into elephant that's Trio. just yeah i mean uh and you can stream the episode uh on vimeo as yeah. well for free yeah so. people have actually i've seen the comments and they're like well we yes we want more of these uh, uh because yeah. it's just it's it's amazing i mean it's amazing it's wonderful and it's it's because the characters are so interesting and unique and fun um and and uh, i don't think it's going to matter if you have to switch out the actors that's oh like, no because the characters themselves are are great i mean i think this like if it, if it came to it like what it says on there right now is we wanted uh one thousand subscribers to pay one dollar yeah. per episode like not per month not per anything else it's just like anytime we released an episode you'd pay a dollar and so as soon as we hit a thousand subscribers we were gonna do the second one but it's just i mean i know there's a thousand people in oklahoma right yes, now dudes <laughs> do you want a second episode we'll dollar? give it to you Your i promise you know? skip it doing does, laundry it, 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 it's right yes turn your four for a dollar into right. magic I, I feel literal like magic I'm doing a membership drive just do a dollar can you afford one dollar one dollar per episode is all it takes. I really do feel like I'm doing a membership drive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you guys are trying. It really is. It's not. It's not that much. And 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 yet, it's it's really important to keep these 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 kinds of stories alive because yeah. that's how we keep that's how we keep art in Oklahoma. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I feel like I got, ever since I was a kid, I've always thought there's so little of it in Oklahoma because everyone's always fighting against it. It's always this, you know. Oh no, it's the NEA. It's blah 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 blah. You know. But art is what makes a society better and we need more of it yes so and also artists don't make good art when they're literally starving that's right <laughs> the, the starving artist is actually the wrong thing to yeah, say it's the right, because we, we, yeah we, it's glam it's it's sexy but it's really like yeah. it's great from 28 to, to 32 before and after it's <laughs> terrible right after that no <laughs> oh, when you're over the age of 30 being a starving <laughs> artist sucks yeah well what the, the worst thing is 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 it really gets it goes back to the people move away yeah. if they feel like they can make 
any money, not just more money, but any money in a different area, they will move away. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want that. We want them to stay here in Oklahoma. So the only way to do that is to say, yes, you can't, you're not going to be a, you're not going to be George Clooney. You're not going to be a billionaire. You are, but you can make a living. And that was for a while there. I was doing Shakespeare in the Park back in the '90s, uh, the, the the late '80s, early '90s. I could actually, and in 2000, I could make a living doing it, and that was phenomenal. I know you did when you were when you were touring, mm-hmm. Just living off of this well, and performing. It, my uh, my take on this really uh, is, um, I'm a union guy, and I think. Um, you know, as much as possible, people who are able to produce, whether it's theater or film or whatever, you know, if you, if you have performers telling a story, make it union. Um, Mm -hmm. now 59th and 60th was, was, is non-union, was a non-union thing, you know, um, and, uh, I have yet to join SAG because I want to continue to tell stories because they're honestly, as a union performer, on stage, I uh, I'm not allowed to rehearse or perform without a a contract for a stage show. Mm-hmm. So my only outlet right now is um, is film. Um, so uh, you know, I I I also think if if you're listening and you're SAG eligible, um, or or uh, and in the equity membership candidacy program and you've earned your points and you can join either union, um, go ahead and join because the more members, the, the, the more powerful, uh, you know, this goes way back to, you know, the, the labor movement, you know, in in like 1917 or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, you know, performers used to go on tours and when the, and when the um, producers ran out of money, they'd just leave them, you know, in, in wherever wherever yeah. they were, where, yeah. wherever the circus stopped. That's where they ended up, and they wouldn't give them the last paycheck. They'd be dead in the water. Yep. And you know, I believe that you know uh, this kind of sounds like a trickle down economic thing, but it's not. If 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 the people at the top who are making a living performing. Um, demand, you know, safe working conditions and stuff like they did uh, in the past. You know, it it goes it it uh affects the entire community. So um, you know, uh, we didn't have um, you know, uh, didn't have safe fly systems in theaters until the unions demanded um that. There'd be structures in place to keep shit from falling on their heads, you yeah. know, you know, yeah. and, and that was, and that was usually because the, the, the higher ups, the, the higher up paid actors would come up and go, look, we've got to do this for everybody because a rising tide lifts all boats. Right. If we right. all are working together. And so, yes, you would get, and we you can't know, have a show with Ben Riggers. Yeah. Especially like with ever. your unions. Well, and of course I'm a, I'm a big fan of unions because that again, okay. That's I don't I don't think see that as trickle down so much as trickle up because basically if the lower people are getting paid more then everybody is doing better and yeah. the better everyone yeah. else then they can go out and do things and they can spend money and everybody makes and more everybody money. Everybody eats. Everybody <laughs> eats. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Let's share. I know. Let's yeah. work together to, to make a better society. The, we used to have one of the biggest socialist parties in the in the United States. So well, yeah. back in the twenties, yes. Most yeah. advanced mm-hmm. constitutions in the world. One yes. of them. It's yes. Crazy. Just saying. Anyway, so in um, our politics, all yeah, over yeah. everything. Yeah, we are. Wish we might be a little <laughs> liberal here at. Uh, Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Just FYI. That's okay. We're very blue. We're also in an NPR. Mm-hmm studio so that's right yeah dead giveaway (laughs) don't tell anyone so what else are you guys doing what else is going on oh oh, i did have a question you said you were doing something i know you can't talk about the actual project that you're doing every every, on the weekends oh yeah when you are when you are doing something on the weekends yes how do you keep continuity how do you i mean that's that's really difficult it's bad enough going a couple hours yes so um like as a writer i will write and keep that in mind so this particular project keeps that in mind. Oh, like good. As, okay. as we're progressing, it's like, so is the story. Um, it's just, thing. Uh, the most I'll say is that it's like a mockumentary. Okay. Uh, journey, like a love journey mockumentary type, but very realistic. And um, I'm... I'm really excited about it's like this one. Like a Spinal Tap mockumentary? I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's, it's it's about filmmakers. That's awesome. That's it's awesome. Very, it's very meta. Uh, uh, it's it, it's meta. It's meta. I mean, like you know, it's a, it's that one thing. It's like uh, low production cost. I have all. The, I own all the stuff. So, yeah, and I don't well. know about this one. You haven't told me about this one. I'm I'm very intrigued. Oh, yeah. oh I feel like we're dancing around just this. I know. That's Big okay. Disclosure. See, that's wonderful. Oh, we're yeah. journalists. We're like, go on. You know, <laughs> one of the, the, no, step a little closer to that edge. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like I was uh, reading, I, I've the last script I wrote, I've sent it to like, I don't know, over a dozen people and I've been getting a lot of the feedback back and a lot of people keep saying this in a negative way. Like they're like, I just want to know more about this. I just want to know more about that. I want to know oh more about gosh. that. And I'm like, exactly. You're yeah. like, that is the entire <laughs> Aren't you just point? like going to watch and find out because you want to know more? Right. As Roger Ebert famously said about Joe versus the volcano, I've never seen this story before. And that's like the highest praise I've ever heard for a movie. Right. So, so yeah, you want to know more. Yeah. Right. Humans love a mystery. Yes. Right. That's why we don't like spoilers. So yeah, as long as it's criticism. not boring. If yeah. it's boring, then you've got a problem. Well, that's, yes. I don't want to know more anymore. Like <laughs> right? I don't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. Why did I wait for that? Every, right. Yeah. So so and you so you've got other things going on though with your production company. Yeah. Uh, well, like um, business stuff. Been working with uh, Lenny Van Horn, mm-hmm. who's in 59th and 60th. Um, we are getting ready to film one of his shows coming up. Haven't set a date, but then also. Uh, editing uh, his last show called Jello Submarine, which was a live oh recording. It was, it was it was a lot of fun. Lots of really great co- comedians there, and um, so that has been a lot of uh, a really good time. And then we worked with uh, Ray Stance Company doing a lot of visuals for their backdrop oh. on the Hip Hop Nutcracker, very, and that very was cool. in November. And then as far as like big projects this year, it's December and January are very slow yeah yeah often you know everything There's looks dead so outside or, I don't know it's cold you know and it's like I get it I get it but uh it does give us time to reflect on new projects and like how to set up for that and so a lot of what we've been doing now has been pre-production yeah it's a good time right. to, to, to break pre-production it's a good time to write it's a good time to especially it's cold it's freaking cold outside right. just well, right. yeah, stay in stay in with right. your computer and, right. and and get things done yeah. there and you said you like to do pre-production i, I, I mean do. what what is it about pre-production that, that you enjoy uh because you're just alone you're alone with your thoughts well i don't do it alone anymore oh, okay. um because i don't like it <laughs> uh I, I mean what i love about it is that i know what it 
does and yeah. so it's like right you know um planning yes yeah i don't i'm like oh thing. gosh i have like a four-hour meeting today I but i'm thinking about the 40 it. hours on set i'm gonna save right and um that so that's what i love about it and i've created a lot of spreadsheets that like, oh. i can plug in things and it just like automatically gives me my budget and i'm like oh, a smaller group <laughs> and then it's like dude uh, yeah. you're a you're budget proposal that he showed me a document um of, of like several different budget proposals for um uh for this film of uh, uh vodka and what is it or psych meds uh, and vodka, vodka psych meds and vodka um he if you're an investor out there he's he's got it all planned out you Seriously. know uh for and any for any size budget and everyone involved will get paid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, uh, in one, one case in the me I, not getting paid. But. Oh, sure. <laughs> and and well, I, I, mean, I want to. It's I like want to. Chef eats last. I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. Um, I also have a secret project that I'm that you that what I'm, are you working on that I'm uh, that I'm uh, Let's looking at. Again. It's the all I'm going to say is. It's um, in the genre of uh, like thriller, like a like a like the video, like it's a thriller. Like a, zo- like a zombie oh, song dance. By thriller okay. Okay. Yeah. No, um, yeah, it's like it's a I mean, scary movie. So, so it's like a like a thriller, oh. right? Gotcha. <laughs> I, I knew where you were going to. I, was like, I thought you went to a really specific place there, and I was like, Michael Jackson, cat eyes, dancing zombies. What <laughs> into this? All of these things. Um, okay no good but uh you know i don't know for the time being like i you know i'm just living and working you know what i mean like i i uh i'm putting all my energy into making medical marijuana uh you know a thriving business uh venture canacon is coming up is that right canacon is that in february i I don't i don't know the date yet um it's in march but uh i i uh I'm, I'm, I'll go to those mixers and things, uh, I'm sure. Uh, um, you guys have mixers? Uh, yeah, I think they, no, I don't know if it's a mixer. I don't know. They're just con- conventions and stuff. Just people getting people, together and talking yeah, about, yeah. Yeah. Um, because this it is, it's a, now, it is now a blossoming, <laughs> was that a pun? Uh, that was blooming, a pun. Blooming, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. you journalist, you. Um, um, yeah, you know. Uh, it's a budding industry. Budding yeah. industry that, that's yeah. going on in Oklahoma. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, oh. I, I think, uh, my heart can't take much more. I, I can't, Come on. I, I, I'm, I'm doing passion projects as in like, you know, if it's something that I believe in, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm going to be a part of it. If it's something I can, I can support, um, you know, I, I, I'll do that. Um, but yeah, just pre-production right now. Um, but nothing really solid. Okay. So that's you know I'm just hoping that uh, that maybe some listeners uh, decide to donate a dollar and do <laughs> yeah, and do another put uh, off 59 your laundry and for a week and give these people a dollar. Oh, if you're spending a dollar on your laundry, <laughs> yeah. But yes, you I hang for, everything you know, dry, Michael. Just you know one dollar. I mean that's one shirt. That's like I a, work at the Smo a, and the zoo. They have uniforms. That's a tea at Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. Just don't have that tea at Seven Eleven. Put a dollar into Fifty Nine. Seven Eleven's tea is terrible. Yeah. yeah, I mean the dream, right, is that uh, you know we have a subscriber base mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. um, this series, and you know we just can churn them. We can churn them out, and you know uh, 
I, I, I wanted, I've, I've forgotten. It's been so long. Attila, um, we submitted this to, to some streaming video services? Uh, services. Like, did we do that? Did we? I, I submitted it to a few film festivals uh-huh. and, uh, it did okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that All was right. fine. No, and, we don't yeah. talk, and we will never I mean, talk of it again. Well, there were a few things that like, uh, there are a few commercials that I wanted to shoot that were at the beginning that kind of explain, in my opinion, some very important aspects like the character some of the characters take something <laughs> at one point in the show and it's like what is that that they took and it's barely told in the show but if that commercial was made and you saw right. it at the very beginning it would have made yeah. sense oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Important. Right. context so, is king i know uh, but like <laughs> right. but no budget you know like the, some of those commercials we shot like the ones with mountain dew that have colin mm-hmm. in it we shot like around the same time as 59th and 60th mm-hmm. but like the one that magic cab i had shot that like a year and a half before and um, and then oh there was the Pepto-Bismol stuff. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Johnny Bolin is one talented dude. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And mm. can we see these on 59th and 60th? Yes. Yeah. These are all yeah, commercials oh, yeah. that are in the, the, in the, the episode. The idea yeah. oh, is that... I got so, you. Okay. So it's like, commer- it's like about these filmmakers... Mm-hmm. Or these these uh in not filmmaker well the uh whatever advertiser people what yeah are, they're like yeah. marketers they want they want they're opening an ad agency they're it's starting like, an ad agency guys that are starting an ad agency in this crazy universe that things are just a little off kilter and while you're watching the episode you also see commercials that might be airing in this universe oh this is you know amazing. what I mean. So I'm all in. and and yeah. but they're products that you see in the thank you uh, the 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 these products oh, that you see in the story are also in you know in the commercials and you w- there's just it's kind of an endless thing so are the are the commercials maybe what this ad agency has produced or will eventually produce I don't know you right. know right. um that's so why I, I was thinking more of the, the, the ideas of this is I'm coming up with this idea and it we get to see that I want to know more idea type of thing. Does that make sense? You're like this is this is what I'm thinking of, and we get as viewers get a chance to see something that no one else is seeing. Does that make sense? It, it, yeah. In a way, right. like just imagine that if if you take our world right now, uh, something that is pretty consistent is like all drugs are illegal. Like there are illegal drugs. Well, imagine a world where there wasn't. Like, what would that commercial be? Mm-hmm. Well, if in this version of Earth, you know, whatever, that were the case, then there would be maybe a store called the Moles Drug Emporium where you can get whatever drug you want. And it's like no big deal. There's no stigma whatsoever, so... you know, but it's just there. And it's like there's no reason to explain it away. It's just in the way we wouldn't that's explain, like, why things. we carry guns into Walmart. It's just that's how right? it is in Oklahoma. Because... Like, whatever, like, you know, or why they put bags or milk in bags in Canada. Like, we don't question <laughs> right? it. And so Hail just present it that way. Like, don't give a chance to apologize or for them to ask you to apologize, and, just show it. And yeah. that is show don't tell. Right. This is this is a very we we talk about show don't tell a yeah. lot as far as what's what's effective and what's what you can you can over explain and then also sure. like show don't tell is such an effective way of establishing your both authority and you know something essential to the story. Yeah. Well, for the, for the love of God, if you're gonna show, do not tell, and if you're gonna tell, do please. not show. Please, yeah. I get it. Don't please reiterate don't it. Please don't hit me over the head with that. And there's there's no reason. And I always I would, I would much I'm rather always s- cue like this is for the dumb people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and I would much rather see it 
I would much less see it going on. This yeah. is what this is this is what's happening. Rather than, you know, having a especially if you start a, a movie and you see a long, drawn out, mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. is this Thank is God all we the stuff that's like, thing. Like we don't Boom. Yeah, it's like just go. Yeah. Just, just start yeah. start this. We're show. in. We're compelled. I want like, to read. If you if I'll you get a have book. a long explanation, right. we are not compelled. I have to ask, so was there a thing or several things that you saw? that influenced you to take the path you are on? Like, is there- Like as artists? Uh, yes. What, were, what are yeah, our, our, in, our influences? I hate to say what are your influences, I, but, I, but, but yes. But, I, but is there a particular thing that sticks out that I'm made, gonna, that warped you in your, your that made you use your special warp I'm going to talk about people. I, I, okay. People that influenced Fair. me that, that, uh, that you know, uh, you, People who listen to this probably don't know. Uh, oh yeah. Num- number one, um, my mentor of fifteen years, uh, Tom Orr. He's oh, God. Uh, that guy. He's a he's okay. a great guy, um, and uh, you know um, he he taught me acting. He taught me movement. Um, you know, kind of like. Uh, gave me advice at many different points in my life that um, helped me make business decisions and, you know, artistic decisions. Uh, you know, I, I was in his uh, pro prep class and in 2010 or 11, um, he had us write down where you wanted to be in five years. And I wrote down, I want to be working for a, a a Shakespeare theater company year round with health insurance and housing. And I did it in two years. That's awesome. Dang. I wrote that down and I did it in two years. So, so this is the kind of guy that like helps you, it, you know, follow through and, right. and, and, and that sort of thing. So I, I feel like he, he was a major influence in my life. And, and also, um, Daryl Cox, I, I assist him, um, uh, at the at OU School of Drama, okay. um, he is uh, an actor. Um, he was in RoboCop and Arlington Road. <gasps> he and, knows Dr. Peter Weller. And he was, oh, you know, he's worked with I Clint Eastwood. He's, wor- wow. you know, yeah. Um, he th- he was just in a, in a movie, Wildlife. Uh, actually, Tom and Daryl were, were both in Wildlife with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and. Uh, um, all, all these other awesome people, you know, you've heard about wildlife probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have filmed here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, you know, Daryl, um, has really helped, given me an opportunity to just develop my own, um, filmmaking, uh, lab, so to speak. I, I, I am responsible for all of the production value in the in the acting uh, on camera acting classes at uh, OU. So it's just it's like a virtual lab where I get to just I get to you know um, do if I want to I'm running the camera I'm running sound I'm teaching people you know I'm like my crew is the is are the students you know that's um, fantastic and you know I'm free to just. That's make wonderful. make it however I want to make it, and um, so that has been invaluable. And yeah, both of those guys influenced me a lot. You know, also my dad. I mean, I grew I grew up, you know, going to uh, um, going to theater and seeing him, 
you know, on stage, I, I was just that theater kid who was cool. just, you know, in the audience watching, you know, his parents uh, perform and uh, and develop work. And, um, you know, uh, also uh, another major um, influence is uh, meditation. I uh, am... Uh, meditating with the friends of the Lotus Center. Oh, nice! Um, and uh, Richard Coburg and um, and uh, Dr. Lisa Connery are my meditation teachers, and that has really yeah, you know changed my life. You know, yeah, excellent. Amazing. Attila, what about you? What what ins- what inspired you? What was your influence? Ooh, that's probably like nature. Mm-hmm. Um, just I the I've world. been I, meditating for um, like probably uh, a decade and a half now and like uh, more like philosophers. I really enjoy listening to Alan Watts a lot and just kind of getting lost in whatever he has to say in any of the like Zen, like Tao Te Ching, Eastern philosophy that really doesn't, it almost like contradicts itself. So you just think about it. Right. Um, And I mean, I'm, I'm really just inspired by like everyone I meet in some way and one of my favorite things or the best thing I've ever learned in life is that you never know when you're a teacher or a student. Uh, and so just be both all the time because there are people all around you that are going to teach you something. Mm-hmm. And there are people all around you who need some word or some piece of advice that only you have. But uh, in addition to that knowledge, you are very rarely a master at anything. So um, I would say that the inspiration for me just comes from the people that I, I, I'm around at that time. And just like, we're all alive in this really crazy environment. I don't think anybody, I think that we can have a direction, but, and it's, it's weird. I mean, I wrote about this, like in, in the latest screenplay, I think why a Zen master says they do not there, you can't talk about Zen is that, all of the Zen it really is, is admitting that you're lost. Right. And we're all lost. And if you're lost, how could you possibly be a master? You're a master of being lost. Oh, great. Like, that sounds <laughs> right. like a terrible occupation. So it's not that. It's just like how we get by. And, and what art to me is, is leaves to a tree. Uh, a lot of people think it might be the fruit of a tree. Um, but I think more appropriately for humans, that's like children. Like children are our fruit. Yeah. But but the leaves, I mean, the thing that allows us to take energy from the ephemeral, the sun, to absorb beyond just like the physical nutrition, the like the spiritual reimbursement mm-hmm. is art making. And so when you make art, you are channeling something. I don't know what mm-hmm. um, you, you produce it. And but not only are you like channeling it, you're also releasing something um, into that ephemeral and I would akin that to if I have an idea and I start writing it down and I don't do anything with it a year later, it'll come up. Yeah. Someone because else will have like had that same idea and I'll like look back like, wow, a year ago I thought about that. Well, I know from my experience in screenwriting, well, they probably like started writing it right then, took it seriously, got it done in two months and then started producing it, took it right. seriously, got that done in six months and a year later it's there. So that that was channeled simultaneously. And then also that's release was now me being affected by it, seeing that it's going to be released. So there's that release again. And and so it's our leaves. And it's also kind of what I think connects us psychically as yeah. a 
it's humans. All connected. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Where, the Elephant Treehouse is where they can find you on uh, Facebook and Instagram, right? Yes. What about personally? Where can people find you if they wanted to personally, besides give, give a call on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? It's 555 We said it already. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm on Instagram. I think it's uh, at Colin Blarg, which is uh, at symbol C O L I N B L A R G H on Instagram, um, and uh, my I have a public Facebook page that's pretty inactive, but it's uh, <laughs> you know it's like too. Colin Ryan music. Preach girl, you know? like, yeah. I'm a ghost on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, are you good? It's just a and, picture and, of a ghost. And until I, you know, you I know you're on Facebook. Do you do yeah. also uh, any Instagram? Yeah. Instagram. Uh, well, my full name's Attila Jula Balage. Uh, for like my pen name, director name, whatever, I go by AG Balage because. Balazs is foreign enough. They'll just assume the A and G are also hard to pronounce, <laughs> which they are. So, um, <laughs> A-G. Um, but Attila, Attila, so hard. <laughs> well, I'm also tired of, like the band. So, it's like oh the hun, gosh, everybody. Like just so dude. you know. Like, there was a guy, guy that came guy. before the band. And right. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. See, here we go. This is how old <laughs> I am. There's a band. Yes. See, boom. Uh, the first thing I thought was, as I, in, I my first was, as in the hun. Right. Or just call me Honey Bun and we'll be fine. <laughs> right? But like the band, and I'm just like, seriously? No, no. The Conqueror, the guy the that almost stopped Rome. <laughs> like Attila. Right, that guy. The only Attila that Although matters. Attila the Honey Bunny. That's right. Yes. One hundred percent would watch. Like, just say it. Yeah. Are you guys? Are you guys doing any Twitter? Do you guys either? either oh Twitter? yeah. Um, oh man, maybe maybe I told you my Twitter. That was my Twitter. Yeah, Colin Blarg is is my Twitter. My Instagram is different. I'm. Let me look at my phone. I'm so sorry. I'm, we're I, actually. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking you up. See. Attila, do you do you do you do Twitter? I know you do. I mean, I'm on it. You got, uh, yes. I, I'm. I'm actually tweeting. I was just asked if I do Twitter. Let's see. And what, what, is your, what is your what is your title? <laughs> I think or what is your name? Username. What's uh, that? Name? A G Balage. A G yeah. Balage. There yeah. we go. Yeah. A G B Balage. B A L A Z B A L A Z S. Yes. Yeah. Hungarian Magyar is a very strange language. It's like phonetic if you're speaking Magyar, but everywhere right, else but it's not it's phonetic at like all. Z S always like, soft J. Always. Everywhere else it's z z How do you pronounce that? You come to American English and you're like, I said what? I I'm I'm connected to my dispensary's Instagram, and I can't like get my Instagram up. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least you've got Instagram. We'll I sort even, it all out in the wash. I haven't even right, looked right. at my Instagram. I'm sure I'm. I don't know what I'm That's doing. That's okay. 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 Now for the correct uh, <laughs> Instagram. Instagram CP Ryan eleven. So C P R Y A N eleven. There you go. There we go. Fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And everyone look up uh, Elephant Treehouse because there's, uh, again, I just uh, was thrilled to see, like I said, L.A., New York-style production right here in Oklahoma City. Throw money at these people because they need Seriously. it. Seriously. Thank yeah, you. Because it needs so to much. So that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so very much. Uh, our, you can find us on our brand new home with our podcast friends at mostlyharmless.media. Also on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find us on Stitcher and iTunes. And Devin, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Oh, 
if you can find me at all, you can find me in the Twitterverse, and that's at Wubba. That's Whiskey Unicorn Victor Victor Alpha. And you can find me at KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Colin Ryan and Attila Balaj, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Yeah.